It's September 14th, 2023, and you're listening to the Architecture Geeks podcast. I'm Larry. And I'm Matthew. And we're your friendly neighborhood architects being geeky as we want to be. Welcome to fall, everyone. This is so exciting. For once, it's not 10 million degrees outside. Uh, I think I think both of us ended up going places where, where you know, it's hot, hot outside already, and then we go somewhere where it's going to be either just as hot or hotter, or what I think it was just as hot or hotter. I and mean, you guys went to, oh God, where'd you go? Is it Cancun? Yeah. Well, so the funny thing is we went to Cancun while it was... While the the humidity was significantly worse, it was still significantly more tolerable than being here in Dallas because I think the high was all week that we were there. I think it was ninety degrees. That's that's already a almost a twenty degree difference from where we were at in Dallas. Yeah, that that would have been lovely. You know, we went we went to New Orleans like we usually do, and it was forecast to be about ten degrees cooler, but. I swear to God, the minute we stepped out of the car, it was like, oh my God, we got to the, got to the hotel and it was just, this is going to be awful. And it was, it was just, there was a one day I went through three shirts because you just, <laughs> the humidity was so bad, but luckily, you know, now it's, it's three shirts and two showers later. Oh yeah. Oh, completely. Three shirts and two showers. I very, very rarely, this is going to sound terrible. Very rarely do I take two showers when I'm in New Orleans, because even, even if we've gone to dinner and then we go out afterwards i'm like you know we're gonna go out by the time we get from the hotel to the bar we're gonna be sweaty and everyone's gonna be sweaty and i'm just not gonna deal with it but i do try to at least change my clothes but yeah now now luckily it's fall and there's a 20 degree temperature drop and everyone's happy and it's kind of wonderful and our vacations are out of our system so we get to go back to podcasting finally we feels like we haven't done this in forever but what we thought we'd start with is something that I, I briefly wrote, I'll say briefly wrote, I wrote a brief blog about this because it was kind of one of those, one of those really interesting questions. And we hear it all the time. So, so if you're an architect, if you've talked with an architect, you've probably done this, you said, you've asked them who their favorite architect is, but you've also probably asked them, what's your favorite building? And I, I've been asked this. I think even my publicist asked me this. You know, hey, what's your favorite building? I'm like, and uh, I don't, I don't have an answer. <laughs> I don't know that there's a favorite building, but it did get me to thinking. And the question that we don't get, the thing that's things that don't people don't think to ask us is, what's our least favorite building? What are the what's what are the buildings around us that we just think? <laughs> so we thought we'd take this podcast and talk about a couple of those buildings and see see what see what Matthew likes or doesn't like and see what I don't like. And somewhere in between, hopefully, we will get some idea of why. But I'm going to let you start off, Matthew, because, well, I'll let you start off because one of the buildings that you don't like is a building that I don't like as well. But I, I don't know if it's for different reasons or the same. Well, I mean, you've got pretty low hanging fruit around here in Dallas. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't mean to pick on Dallas architecture, but that's what's at hand. So, um, but the new Texas Rangers ballpark in Arlington, it is, it's bad. It's a bad building. And, and you and I talked a little bit about how the building itself is probably an engineering marvel because it's got that retractable roof. So you could play, they could play in the, 
outdoors or in the AC if they need to. But at the same time, they attach that really nice retractable roof onto a ugly building. Yeah, that building is just oh gosh. It, it I've I've seen different memes that vary from hey, it's the world's largest airplane hangar, or that or some people photoshopping it as a, a barbecue grill or a sardine tin. You know, just whatever whatever meme you come across i mean you can just google rangers stadium memes they're they're it's it's hilarious but yeah that's that's one that i'm just like Ugh. it's it's not it's not good yeah and I, and I think i would guess a lot of architects now now granted if you're the one who worked on it if you're not, if one of the, you're one of the architects at, at the firm that worked on it, you probably think it's fantastic and it's really cool and there's all these great things that that you don't know about but i think from our perspective, just seeing it from the outside, you're like, Bleh. I mean, there's, there's just no, and there's no hiding it. They have put it in the middle of a parking lot. So there's like no trees, no nothing to say, Hey, we'll kind of disguise it a little bit. And so we won't notice necessarily how bad it really looks. No, no, no. It's just like right there in your face. And what the amazing thing is to be able to see those things from like, you're driving into Arlington from Dallas and you can see it from the freeway. And you're thinking, oh my God, I, my, the thing that, that pops through my head isn't necessarily barbecue grill or sardine, sardine tin, but I, <laughs> I keep thinking of the sarcophagus at Chernobyl for some reason, you know, just slide it into place and, and close off everything and you're done. But yeah, it's, it's funny that, that you and I both have that, that sort of ick feeling when we look at it. And, and I grew up in Arlington, so I, I have seen the multiple iterations of the Texas Rangers ballpark. I mean, from the first stadium that used to be next to SeaWorld, this is how old I am, folks. From that one all the way to this one. And it's just, I mean, it, it, it's like things just keep getting worse. I, I, don't, I don't know how else to explain it. I mean, and, and, I, and we, it's terrible to think that, you know, we're, we're knocking this building because I, I will agree. I mean, this is, this is one thing it really does. There is that engineering marvel aspect to it, just to be able to slide that roof back and forth. But yeah, it's just attached to a terrible, terrible building. And the funny thing is, is that of the two buildings I'm not really fond of in this area, the one that always catches my eye is the American Airlines Center in downtown Dallas. And if you've lived here, so so you grew up here, right? Yes. Okay. All right. So, so you, and so you've been to Fort Worth a bunch of times, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Or have you? Okay. So yeah. So, you know, enough times to know what, what downtown's become and how the buildings look. And for me, I, every time I look at the American Airlines Center, I think it just does not belong here. On the inside, it's pretty cool. I mean, I've, I've been to a couple of hockey games there. It's, you know, really kind of neat, but from an architectural style, it just does not fit within Dallas. And and ironically, everything that's been built up around it just seems to make it look even more out of place. Yeah. You, you've got all these very interesting, I, I could see that because you have all, Uptown has been very modernized. And, and if I remember my, my, my drone photos, I mean, not drone photos, but the aerial images of the area, like there was nothing there when it was first built like uptown like barely existed like it was it was still fairly new so i guess it didn't really have much to go off of but yeah american airlines did i feel like it did kind of it wouldn't look out of place necessarily in fort worth 
honestly, it would, it would fit in perfectly in Fort Worth. I mean, there, there's no question in my mind because the architect who designed it designed some of the buildings in downtown Fort Worth and was, was a, I guess, in a favored position by, by the developer because he had done work there. But yeah, it, it was, and you're right, it was built when there was nothing around it. I mean, it was, it had been, I think, the original, oh, wasn't there like a power, oh, it was a power transfer station or I don't know, maybe even a power plant at one time right next to the railroad tracks and that became was supposed to be this new development and typical with anything that they seem to do is is the city shelled out a bunch of tax tax abatements developers promised all this development they got the stadium built and the economy tanked so i remember for the longest time it was just this thing (laughs) kind of kind of sitting out in this field like haha here's the big zit but yeah it, it is it's one of those buildings that just I, you know, it just doesn't seem to fit. Yeah, uh, I yeah, I could see that. Yeah, so my so and, and we, we we talked about taking this in a couple different directions. So I thought I'd I'd, I'd jump in with uh, uh, there's different ways because I feel like hate's a, a really strong word when it comes to buildings. So I don't think architects like I think we have like a knee jerk reaction and then just kind of want to explore more and see why or what caused the particular design decision to be made. But from like a historical perspective, there's also it's really interesting to to see what kind of buildings were hated, you know, way back when too, because you you had buildings like the Eiffel Tower was absolutely hated by uh, Parisians way back when it was being built. Um, the IMP uh, entrance to the Louvre, the giant pyramid, is another one that was. Again, I'm giving a poor examples because I feel like Parisians are very picky about what goes in their city. Well, well, and it's true. It's true because the only skyscraper in Paris, and I think they're finally building a second one, but the only skyscraper in Paris was the only skyscraper because it got built and everyone's like, you're not building another one. This is awful. Absolutely god awful. We don't want another one. So, so yeah, we hate to pick on the French, but they definitely have an opinion about it. Well, and, and closer to home, I remember... Uh, doing some research on memorials for a studio. And one of the ones that really popped in my mind when we came to talk about this episode was the Vietnam Memorial. And if you go back and read through the transcripts or watch the congressional hearings about, because it was a competition and the, the lady who won Maya Lin just got absolutely roasted in congressional hearings when you had all of these veterans and, and other associated groups come in vehemently opposed to her design for the and what ended up getting built for the Vietnam Memorial. Personally, I really liked it, but I mean, some of the quotes were like, oh yeah, it looks like a scar on the land that is the the DC National Mall. And you're just like, oh my gosh, that is, and, and in congressional testimony too, that was before, and that was before the this most recent round of uh, politicians being completely nasty, which, nasty to each other. I mean, I know it's always existed, but like, I, I feel like it didn't get, I feel like it was never that bad, you know, back then. Well, you, you didn't have it on social media. So can you imagine can you imagine her doing that design now and the backlash potential backlash it's bad enough it's in the congressional record but to have it attacked online it would it would on social media the the comments would just be off the charts because people feel they can say pretty much anything but yeah it's it's funny what 
it's funny what we what people perceive as being acceptable as being good architecture or bad architecture but it is i mean and ultimately like you're saying these these are things that people once upon a time absolutely hated but now you think about you look at it now and it has such a history to it and and it's really become this iconic piece you know whether it's myelin's uh, Vietnam Memorial, or whether it's the Eiffel Tower, it's it's the same thing. It's it has really become these iconic pieces of design, and and I think that's sort of where that thing. Because I, I think you're right. I think hate's too strong a word. I think most architects we have sort of that love hate, if that makes sense. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, no, we and 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 because yeah, when you first asked me that question, I was like. I really had to dig because I mean, other than obviously the the Ranger Stadium, I was like, well, there's a couple, but like one of one of the ones that I can remember thinking of was it wasn't necessarily a building, but more of a building type because in architecture we have different softwares that we can use to design buildings, and it is incredibly obvious if you use a particular software and, and uh, it's Revit, but when you, <laughs> I, I won't, I'm not going to beat around the bush anymore. It's Revit. Jeez. <laughs> Autodesk, please do not hate us. Yes. But, but it is so obvious when designers get into Revit, you don't, they don't really try too hard. They have one unit and they just go nuts. And, and, it, and it ends up the, the buildings, they all look the same. Like, and, so when I'm driving down the highway, I can say, oh, yep, that was a Revit building. And oh, yep, that was a Revit building. And so to me, the building, uh, one of the, when, when you asked me the question, what building do you absolutely hate? I was like, well, what I really don't like is people who use the software and, and don't actually try to put any architecture into it and actually just use the software to stamp out something that it's a building, but you know, they're just, they're just using the software in its most basic and incon and, and, and convenient form and not ever and not actually trying to do anything with the building itself. And so it ends up, well, the the software designed it for you because that was the easiest thing to do in that software. And so it's just that that do, that really does irritate me. So I, when you go down Revit building, Revit building, Revit building, like, come <laughs> on. Really? Yeah. Well, you know, you 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 think and uh, so part of me wonders if it's if it's the people don't realize they're doing it. The construction document, the drawing process has become so uh, mechanized, for lack of a better word, I guess, or automated, it feels like, that people aren't paying attention that we're not really, really doing anything with this other than just repeat, 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 repeat. But yeah, I, I can, I, you know, I hadn't thought of, I always think of buildings physically themselves, not necessarily building types. Like people hate strip malls, but honestly, they don't bother me the way I think they do most people because that still is architecture and it still has to be done. And, these things are needed and the people who do these things aren't going to win any awards for them, but they are, you know, day to day, this, these are our day to day buildings. So, so I, it's hard for me to like, you know, not really like something like that, but, but I can see like a building type, like you're, like you're saying, you, you see that just in it's repeat, 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 repeat. And yeah, I think, I think it's easy for us to sort of turn off the design part and and I and for me this is what drives me crazy. I think about Frank Gehry. I think his software designs a building more than he does. And so you can look at a building and go, oh, that's a Frank Gehry because it has the same similar feel to it, I guess. <laughs> and I'm probably just pissed a lot of people off, but 
but I don't know that that necessarily matters. The other thing too is is oh, what was it you're talking? Oh, the Call of Travel Bridges. Speaking of arch- of oh. yeah. Um, <laughs> Because for those of you who don't know, don't know, so here in Dallas there are two Calatrava Santiago Calatrava bridges, and there's they're both going over the Trinity River. But these two bridges were commissioned by one of the local philanthropists, and she paid his fee, and he's supposed to come up with these really incredibly looking you know, the, the signature bridges coming into Dallas. And I don't mind them so much, but I know you have a real bug up your ass about it. <laughs> For for lack of a better phrase. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just really disappointing because like if you Google Calatrava bridges, like the first things that come up are you're going to see the 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 city of the bridge that leads you to the city of arts and scientists, arts and sciences, excuse me. Not and, arts and scientists. Yeah, arts and scientists. Yeah, arts and sciences in Spain. And it's a it's a beautiful bridge. But but he has so many other good bridge designs and and i mean good is relative he's getting sued for about half of them but uh but he has so many other more interesting bridges and we just we it feels like we just got the the second year studio version of of reject that that he just couldn't put anywhere else and so it's just like, man, like you look anywhere else for any of his other bridges, and they are so sculpturally beautiful masterpieces. And then here in Dallas, we just we get a couple arches, and 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 two of the arches aren't even like part of the bridge; they're just clipped on after the fact. The bridge was already built; they just decided to put something there for the heck of it. <laughs> It's like, oh, look, well, we think, oh, hey, we have to build this bridge. Let's just slap a couple of things next to it and we'll call it a day. Well, the, and the amazing thing is there's supposed to be three of those, three of those bridges. And the third one, I don't know. I, th- I don't know if it was because the, the development on 35 was happening. They were, they were widening out I-35. And so that was going to have an impact or what happened. But the third one never got built. So we only have two college bridges. But I'm with you. I, I think I think our... Like I said, we don't necessarily hate buildings. I think for a lot of us, you see something and you see the potential. You see what it could have been. Yeah, I think I think I think we can replace the word hate with severe disappointment. I think that's I think that's <laughs> I think that's a better way of putting it because it's not that it's not that man. I really hate that building. Like that's that's very strong. But yeah, it's that it's that idea of. Man, that could have been so cool, and then it just kind of lets you down on the inside. Well, it's it's the, the American Airlines Center. It could have been, and there was a design competition for this. That the story goes that the developer had already picked the con- picked the contractor, had already picked the architect, and they just sort of went through this exercise with the design design competition. But some of these very modern, very Dal- what I think of as Dallasy kind of buildings. So there was a lot of potential there that just got a lot of potential that just got wasted. And so it's, it is, yeah, I think it's that severe disappointment because you think, God, this could have been, been so much more and could have come out so much better and fit the environment better. I mean, there's all these possibilities. And I think, you know, I talk, I talk with, with other friends too, other architecture friends, and they have these buildings that they're like, same thing. I've, I've got a colleague in Atlanta, Sarah, who there's a building, I think it's in North Carolina, that it's a mid-rise mixed-use development, but the, but the tower part of it is covered in, in pink glass. 
And she's like, you know, I, she said, I sort of, I love it, but I sort of hate it. It's this weird combination of things. So yeah. So I, I think, I think hate's too strong a work, but I think we are, because we are, all, we are creative because we always are thinking about these things that, that for us, we see that and think, you know, this could have been a lot better. This could have been more and was an opportunity missed. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, if you guys have any idea about, you know, any, any buildings that you're not particularly fond of, you know, you can always reach us. You can reach me, Larry at spotted or on Instagram at Larry. God, wow. I'm blanking. This is how long it's been since we podcasted. I'm blanking on my, my Instagram handles. You can reach. So on Instagram, it's at spotted dog arch. Wow. And for the podcast, I know, do you remember yours? Yes. So, so for the podcast, it's arch geeks podcast and you can find me on all the social media at adding arch. And then you can always reach out at Matthew at adding architecture.com. So. Oh, there we go. You did much better than I did. That's fantastic. Hopefully, hopefully in the next podcast I'll actually be able to you know put sentences together. <laughs> but in the meantime, guys, hope you're having a good start to the fall and you're enjoying some cooler weather. And driving around, if you see something that you just think, hmm, well, that's a little bit, feel free to drop us a note and we will talk to you next time. Okay. Bye. Bye.